0: Can you hear the dog? Yeah. <laughs>
1: She's brutal. There's a pig next to me. Yeah, Lila, get out. Right. Three. Three. Oh, my God. Three, two. That was brutal. Three, two, one.
0: In fact, I can't believe that And He's waiting on long
1: Welcome to the, I still don't have a name for this podcast, Um, the unnamed Leicester Tigers podcast, episode two, new look series, more titles than Jordan Murphy in May. Um, Look, Dan Cole delivered in episode one, very good guest. It was only right that we brought in the actual important person in the front row, not Ellis Genge, the skipper, Tom Young. So, Tom, welcome.
0: Hello. Thank you, Sam. Good to see you.
1: How are you? How's the body?
0: Oh, good, actually. All good. You know, getting miles on the clock now, you know, getting older, but uh, no, feeling good. Um, very, obviously, very excited for the weekend to come round. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, we've had a good... Good few training weeks, I've got to say. Yesterday, uh, with the heat wave, uh, you know, there's talk about summer rugby. Um, I think I said in an interview, "Well, it'll be what it'll be." I'm, I'm now going back to. We definitely want, don't want to be playing summer rugby. Um, Jesus, not built for that. Not built for that at all.
1: You, um, a lot of changes happened over the COVID period. But one of the biggest things that I don't think many people are talking about is the fact that you've somehow gone more blonde and it looks a little bit like you've been dyeing your hair. So I just want to clarify now because there's some rumours you've been dyeing it with Freddie Stewart's dye and I know he's got a Miley Cyrus thing going on but you, can you confirm or deny that your hair is actually natural?
0: It's natural, mate. Um, when I was a young boy, Um, I was actually jet blonde so my hair tends to go blonde in the sun and obviously we've had a lot of sun Sam so there we go I am getting accused of putting lemon juice in it you know I'm very vain I am very (laughs) vain person you know so um, I've got a wonky eye I've got a face of scar tissue so the hair is still going strong I'm not bald like Dan Cole Um, so yeah look if if it's um, helping the looks um, that's great did you listen to Dan Cole last week? Did you Did you have I any did. feelings on I did. Dan Cole? he kept sort of doing this and going further away like that on the microphone, so yeah, I'm sitting very far forward, yeah, no, it was good, it was good, good um, podcast, Sam, um, what, it's not called anything yet at the moment, is it, no, so, um, Unnamed podcast. yeah, I, I like it, whatever, no, it was good, it was good.
1: I didn't realise he was a florist until recently. Do you let's get the plugs in early because we we've made a little thing here about let's plug our partner's businesses. So oh, okay. Oh, plug. oh let's yeah. go for it. Why not? So let's so just yes. do it. We haven't got a sponsor, so let's yeah, so do it.
0: I, lockdown. My what? wife has been working very hard. Yes. Um, to be fair to her, it's something she's been wanting to do for a long time, but actually getting the courage to go and do it and talk about her journey, um, it's been tough to get to, and she's done it. Um, Roots Wellness is the company's name, and it's there to help people um having a tough time um you know and um she's put blogs up there and you know she's opened up a lot about her um how tough it was uh, for her and us I suppose in some regards but um and yeah it's, it's there to just help people who are in tough spots and if you can you know when you're losing your hair or um you tingly sensations to your hands because of the cold weather there's things out there which Tiff did um which helped with all those things so look you know she's um got a, got the website up and right running now company roots wellness and uh yeah it seems to be going well she's really enjoying that challenge and replying back to people and and stuff like that so yeah really pleased for her
1: i want to ask you about tiff because we we did speak with with greg when we had the the other podcast yeah. um in a serious note how is tiff because at that point she's in remission mm. she's feeling good she's a, not 100% healthy i think she admitted on that yeah. episode but she's where is she now what what can you say again like um growing
0: even more in that sort of side of thing i think like when you when you have that um, stem cell transplant they, they they knock your body to zero and you almost become a newborn baby again i think she talked about the immune system so she has to have all the injections again like a newborn baby and your immune system like a newborn when they go to nursery uh, they get lots of coughs and colds and stuff like that. But her immune system has grown. And yeah, she's, again, like um, as well as she's ever been, to be fair. And uh, yeah, it's flying along, to be fair.
1: Was there any concerns during the, the heightened lockdown of, of COVID for Tiff? Did she have to stay? I think they call them sheltered. Or, yeah, but, um,
0: or she got a letter regarding, actually, that she was one of the vulnerable people, and um, which was a real surprise. We were like, a bit like that. But then she rang her consultant, and he said, "Look, I think they're just sending it to anyone who's had any sort of transplant. Yeah. If you're a year down the line, yes, you would be. But you're three, three, straight four years down the line now. Um, you crack on. You're fine. But obviously, you, you know, she has to be careful in some regards. Yes, but we've um, we've been pretty careful. Like we're kind of used to that when she was ill, very ill. That that level of, you know, cleanliness and you know, putting hand sterilizer on and all that sort of stuff. So we're kind of." Already done that a little bit. But, um, so, you know, it's fair. We went in lockdown, went back to home, went to the farm. I mean, you don't see anyone apart from family. So it's, um, you know, it's quite nice. Went and hang out
1: with the, the pigs. Am I right? Out, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: Young's Farms Produce. Yeah, went um, went and hung out there with the pigs. Going well. Going very well. Blowfield Shop, Farm Shop, is where we sell most of the pork to. Um, so, yeah.
1: That's two plugs now for businesses you've got on. We're about five you, minutes you a in. a
0: lot of money, don't I?
1: Um what about Maisie? Because obviously your daughter, she's quite well known to Tigers fans. Yeah. Um I think she was part of a Father's Day message as well yeah, this year, was. was it? Was it Father's Day? No, it wasn't
0: Father's Day. Was it Joke Day or something you said? I can't remember. Oh, gosh, who knows? I can't is that long ago, mate?
1: A week is a long time in lockdown. Oh, it is nice. Um Maisie now, she's obviously growing up, she's getting a bit older, I imagine yeah. she's still ruling the roost at home. But how she dealt with the fact? Obviously, you had to re-explain to Maisie what was happening around Tiff. Yeah. How's she now looking back on it? Does she ever mention it? Does it come up? Um, or? Not really, actually.
0: Not too bad. Um, no, she, we, we we're always pretty open with her regarding it. So she asks our question, like we'll answer it pretty, pretty straightforward, um, pretty straight to the point. Um, no, no, she's she's fine. Like I think um, she ended up going back to school, which was quite nice for her because she's in year one. So she could go back and return. She did like the last sort of four or five weeks of school, which was nice. She enjoyed that, seeing her friends. Um, Yeah, so, like, no, she's she's fine, mate. She's enjoying having mummy out and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, no, she's she's now six, going on seven in November. You know, as um, every father and parent says, it does go by fast, which is very true.
1: I'm going to be a little bit personal here, if that's all right. I'm going to ask you a personal because we see a lot of comments from people and obviously the media, and at the time, everyone says that. During that period when everyone knew Tiff wasn't well, it was weighing on you, and you you could see it on Tom and all this. You've never said that, no. so I, I'm not calling people liars no, or anything. No. But but why do you think people said it was weighing on you at that time if you don't think it was, or do you think it was but you just weren't saying it?
0: Um, it's a tough one actually. I think um, I, I the rugby side of things it was it it, it got. It gave me a, it was almost a different life in some regards, you know. It was like I could come here and play rugby and I didn't have to worry about uh, Tiff and stuff like that. Um, I think there's a lot of times, mate, actually, I, I didn't really say, I didn't really tell people what was actually going on a little bit. Like, there's some times when I was having to drop Tiff off at hospital at three o'clock in the morning before we play a game with Maisie and then I had to get up and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't want anybody to feel sorry for me or I saw it as a challenge I suppose that if I can now play a game and play well that's you know well done like do you know what I mean I saw it like that so I I think I look back on it and think actually yes yeah you like, like, playing like mate like when you can see the royal hospital from the yeah. from the ground you know so you can take inspiration from that pretty quickly when you're tired so um I think like looking back on it, I do think, you know, there's some parts it. I think actually, how did I do it? Um, But at the same time, I did do it. And I like to think it didn't affect me um, in that way. Um, I was always pretty committed both at home and here. And, uh, you know, and, and was, you know, as soon as I left here, it was back home and get stuff like, you know, when Tiff was in hospital for four or five weeks, you know I'd, I'd leave here and I'd go home and to be fair my mum or my mother-in-law were very good and coming up and stuff but I'd always make sure I cook some food up and then I'd take that to TIFF and have food with her in hospital and stuff like that so you know what I mean it was it was tough but hey look mate you can either you can walk away from the fight or you can stand up to it so you know without being cheesy or anything like I always see things like that as a huge challenge and I've moved from centre to hooker, I saw that as a challenge, I I like, quite like a challenge, um, so I, I kind of, um, I feel like I thrive in it a little bit, um, I'm glad that I don't have to, uh, the challenge of having no Tiff or anything like that, I'm glad I don't have to answer that challenge, you know, it's it's very nice that life is um, relatively stress-free in some regards, you know, just enjoying my rugby, enjoying Tiff amazing, stuff like that, family time, proper family time, not trying to rush through things or trying to chase this because you don't know what's going to happen. It's quite nice. that It's, um yeah, a lot more relaxed and enjoying it.
1: And then things are going well and it's all looking good. And then, let's be honest, it gets really shit on the pitch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it literally swings like from yeah. one way to the other way, doesn't it? So so you,
1: yeah. you, you get on it and then you've been a part of Leicester Tigers for what, 11 years in the senior team now? I don't or know, mate. Yeah, probably a little you, bit... You, you probably know. I've probably got the stats somewhere, yeah. but I'm not very well organised uh, <laughs> or prepared. So uh, just to clarify as well for those people listening, that's not Tom grunting in the background. That's the dog. The dog's here once again. She joins us, the weekly podcast, maybe the puppy podcast, we yeah, could we call, call it. it. I don't know, yeah. People might click on that for the wrong reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a rough couple of years, an even more rough couple of years on the pitch to be mm. captain of. Um, I know we've talked about it a bit, but... There is a sense of reflection during lockdown and postponed games and that kind of thing. Do you look back on it and think it was as bad as it felt or do you look back on it and think we've still made some gains in some small areas? And and we'll talk more about the recent events in a minute, but I think if you look back on those last couple of years where fifth was the worst thing in the world three years ago, then it was 11th. Now it's eleventh again, and look, yeah. we're safe. Yeah. Uh, but wh- when you look back on those years, wh- what's the feeling from your point of view?
0: Tough, very, very tough. Um, probably, probably from my point of view. I probably carry it too much personally, a little bit, um, and something which, um, to be fair, Steve said to me about it as well. Um, you know, and yeah, I think yeah, it's been a as you say, like off the pitch, it was tough, and then and then on the pitch suddenly it swings around and it's really tough there. Um yeah it was it's been extremely tough. It saps your energy, it really does and it's it's tough and but um again it makes you nothing lasts forever like that, Sam. I think that's the key thing, mate. Nothing lasts forever like that. Um you know um this is a great club. Well, a fantastic club and things in any sort of walk of life sp- uh, professional sport business we'll go through rough times um and we'll then get back on the right tracks at, at some point and you just got to be brave enough to hold in there for it to get to that stage um uh but yeah it was um yeah it's, look, mate, it hasn't been particularly enjoying it. like we play we play rugby to win like I don't I don't I don't, I don't train and flog myself or like the other boys do and we don't work as hard as we do to to lose it it's like and I think with special professional sport like it's so like unbelievably up and down at times isn't it like and you know um, you try and keep a level sort of thing like it's never as bad as you think it is it's never as good as you think it is you know and it's trying to keep a level thing on it but yeah it, it was it was very tough those couple of years you know relegation like you know and relegation and then level this year then the covid stuff and the you know what happened with that you know it's yeah it's been some uh very challenging days you know and uh yeah but
1: i'm gonna ask you a very blunt question yeah. was there ever a point where uh, and look let's be honest people have criticized that maybe they should change captain, maybe they should change CEO, maybe they should change chairman, you know, uh, maybe they should change the host of LTTV Weekly. Please do. But they um, have you ever considered genuinely walking into the office of, whether it was Matt O'Connor or Jordan Murphy um, and now Steve, and thought, you know what, I want to play, I don't want to be captain anymore. Or maybe that you don't not want to, but, but is it best maybe I shouldn't be maybe, you know do you ever believe the hype I don't know
0: um I think I'd be I'd be wrong to say that I haven't had that thought I think that would be if I'm going to be bluntly honest which i like to be um yeah I, I definitely have you know and I think but at the same time um I think I've there's still things I can do as a captain which is different to other people um And I think long gone the days where the captain is the bloke who talks the most or does this, like, mate, this squad is full of great leaders, absolutely full of them, and young leaders coming through. Like, exciting, okay? Now, what my strength is, whatever it is, the captain, right? There's 10 guys behind me who've got different strengths, and you've got to call on them to do stuff. Um, So, yeah, look. Have I thought about it yeah, definitely you know and but at the same time, I do in really enjoy it, and um I wouldn't be doing it if they didn't think I was up to it, I suppose, in some regards, so you have to take confidence in that look, I've only got a number of years left really mate of playing this game, and at some point I won't be captain and uh you know and that that's it, it, the batter moves on, the wheel carries on you know and that's 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 absolutely fine, you know whenever that is when Geordie or Steve says to me, look, mate, we're going to give it to whoever." Fair, brilliant. I, I can look back on my time and think, yeah, look, I've dug in there a lot of times there and, um, you know, I think for me as well, like now it's about getting, we'll come onto it in a bit, I'm sure, Sam, but mm. all I want to do is to help this whole, the whole Leicester Tigers get back to where I know it, where I know it should be. Um, it may not win a trophy by the time I'm retired, but if I can help it back on the right tracks to win that trophy... I'm a happy man. I don't believe in fairy tale endings. I don't believe in. I've had my fairy tale ending. If we're going to be honest, haven't yeah. I? I've had it. Yeah, you that, know. Yeah. You get one. Well pro- put. Yeah, I've well had put. it, and it's a great fairy tale ending. And I'll will never. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, happy. with yeah, that. Yeah, pretty happy with that. So look, I don't believe in a fairy tale ending that I will retire living the Premiership. Nah, let's be honest. Nah, I don't believe it. If it happens, well, great. But yeah. I can't see it. Um, you know, I think. Um, I think we're definitely on the right tracks now, and it's going to take. It will take a few years um to to get it there um I think you know Steve will put a stamp on the squad he wants and, and X, Y and Z and there's a lot of change in rugby at the moment um so we've got to see how that all pans out and yeah look but if I can help this place get back to some of the old of what really made it fantastic um then I would um that's all I want to do and I and I'll be very happy with that. I'll be very, very happy with that.
1: Who was the when you were when you were not captain? Mm-hmm. Who was the best captain you had in your time as a player? And that might be with England. Or
0: mm-hmm. um, I've had some good captains to be fair. Like when first come in, uh, Martin Corrie, extremely good captain. Um, then obviously then Geordie took the reins, great captain. D- different different types of captains. God, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? But that, <laughs> but that, but then again, it, it shows that point again. Yeah. And then obviously Ed Slater yeah. did a bit, um, very good captain again. Did it differently. Um, it helps when you have a head that
1: size. Yeah, big head. Gosh. You know, and
0: and um, I think my brother did a bit, didn't he, and stuff like that. So and then I sort of then took the reins from there onwards, really. Um, so look, I, I've I can't name them because they, they they all did different things, you know. And actually, man, I never thought I'd be a captain. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you never, no point do you go when you're 21 years old. Um, I remember speaking to Matt Toms, the sports psychologist. and he said, actually, I think you'll make a great good captain at some point in your career. And I literally laughed. I said, like, mate, I'm a lunatic. Like, I can't even control not punching someone. Like, I've, okay, fair enough. I still haven't quite got that control. But, you know, um, but at the same time, do you know what I mean? I just thought, like, I've got, you know, I've got so much more th- with moving position and stuff like that. I've got so much more th- before that, but, but it, it happened. And, um, yeah, it's... It's um, it's a great thing to do. To be honest, you learn so much compared to how I captained the first time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To now, very different. Uh, yeah, very different. You learn so much. I've made so many mistakes while well, along the way, like huge amount of mistakes. But one thing I've always done is learn from the mistakes. You know, or try to learn from them. Sit down, look at your, you know, go through it. Go actually, what? How could I do that differently?
1: Do you think Harry Wells thought at 21 he wanted to be a captain? I feel like Barry wakes up and goes, <laughs> you know what? I should yeah. be captain today.
0: <laughs> yeah, Barry Wood. Yeah, to be fair. That's Barry. Yeah, Barry Wood. Um, he, I think he also wakes up and says, I'm going to stand on his toes and kick him in the face. <laughs> um <and laughs> Let me get my list out of players I'd mm. like to injure this I've still got a scar down my shin from that bloke, which I'll never forget. Well, I'll, I'll look for the rest of my life and see it. Mate, I am absolutely dripping. Yeah, it's hot, in not Yeah. Um uh,
1: Talk about those leaders though underneath you and, and all jokes aside Wellesley is a leader in a, in a way isn't he like yeah. he's, he's a guy who goes I'm going to f- I'm going to go hard early
0: yeah. <laughs> and you're going to watch me. Again, people get a perception a leader has to talk or has to do no a leader can be the person doing that whatever it is you know what I mean it doesn't you know I think uh, probably something I thought was like a leader always has to talk and always has to speak and as you go on you're like well hang on a minute I don't I don't no no. You're really good at talking about you, you. I don't want you to talk about that. And you, you sort of link it all together a little bit. Um, yeah, but you say, to be fair Wellesley. Like, I take my hats off hats off to him. A guy who, and that's what I love, um, is 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 players like that who haven't had it easy in some regards, and 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 really appreciate it a little bit. Like, you know, he's he came at the academy. You know, really when you in a non-offensive way he doesn't have the skill set at that age but he had an engine on him he had a a physical presence he's not a natural no he's not a natural but my god has he worked hard to to become and you know he'll grow and grow under steve he'll grow and grow even more and like and it just shows anyone out there like you may have a little bit of talent okay um and it's it's going to be cheesy and i don't want it to be cheesy but like a lot of talent, if you don't have any work ethic or any sort of desire to get better or or, or you're uncoachable, you ain't going to go anywhere. If you've got um, a little bit of talent and some work rate and a work ethic around it, yeah. you will achieve things. You will achieve it.
1: So you, you mentioned Steve, so I'm going to open the door. Um, we'll have a brief, brief pause while the dog reappears behind me somewhere because she's finished the treat you gave her. Very nice of you. Um, Someone asked me the other day, actually, who do you think will be the players that prosper under Steve? And I was I I was, I was like, you know, gosh, guys like Tom will go to another level even though they've done it. Or, you know, will it be someone like Lenny or George who will bring back all that England stuff, whatever? And then the person, I'm not going to talk about, but they, they made the point, no, nah, I think it's guys like Wellesley, Callum Green, um, George Worth. Like, you're going to see these guys go to a whole new level because they're going to be empowered to go... We are Leicester through and through. And they are, like you say, Wellesie, Callum and Worthy. They're three examples, but they're three guys who epitomise everything Steve's about, aren't they? Like the detail, the hard work and the... Steve wasn't a natural player. Like, he's a bit like you, mate. He's a bit of a brute. <laughs> God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. He
0: actually said it to me. <laughs> he said, you're like me as a player. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. <laughs> no, no, to be fair... Um, yeah, I think a lot of the squad will um improve immensely under Steve, but there's some key ones there as you say. Um I think he'll unfold more from the young guys, um the George Martins, um you know, um Tommy Raffels, Tom Smith. Um you know, and the others you've said. Um I Yeah, it's exciting that um I think Steve Steve like, even for myself Bondi I'm being challenged. Um, I feel like I'm getting better. You know, that's an exciting thing at 33 to be doing that, you know, and it's, it's, it's extremely, we haven't, we haven't played yet. And, um, you know, you know, it's all rosy. And as Daniel said last week, I think he said, look, we'll find out on X and that's very true. Now make m- no bones about that, that we will find out this weekend yeah. where we're at. Um, but saying that, um, I feel like the group's in a far better spot. Um, far better of where we where we want to go um, how does that look um, how do we actually want to play you know and you know and we're starting a new path now and that's that's very exciting um, and Steve will definitely bring um, more out of the group by yeah a lot more out of the group just because the way he is the way he approaches things the way he um, he, he, he takes such vast interest in you and he's an intense guy um but it has such interest in you to make you better and that's that's what he cares about and when you have someone like that you all you want to do is do the best you can to 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 be that you know to do that
1: i want to talk about one intense moment on the training pitch with him what have you? between him and i this week
0: genius
1: absolute genius um i just want to clarify when there's a training session on I might be there. I'm not there for all of them, but I might be there. And I got plenty to do in that moment, you know. Um there's not as many people anymore in our team, so it's it's, you know, weight of the world on my shoulders. You know, woe me, really. I don't know why people don't talk about this more. But that's fine. But you <laughs> I get there's been a lot of change, but God I feel bad for Sam. Um do you want to, like, it was an intense moment, wasn't it, on the training pitch I the other brilliant. day between so, um, Steve and I? Yeah,
0: Steve's got his stepladder here, finally. It's, it's arrived. Fantastic. Can we, yeah, we yeah, have to talk about that here. in a minute. Yeah. So Steve, um, obviously us, us hookers, we have to warm up, and we always have to, a little warm up, then throw into some bins, and then hit Steve on the stepladder. Um, with that, he usually likes someone he can chuck the ball down to, to then, who's who's got to chuck us a ball at like a, a poor pass or something so we got to next job mentality sort of almost um anyway so sam you were you're on call mate you were there and uh we started off and you well you, i've never seen panic like it in my life <laughs> literally panic um and anyway <laughs> what did he say to you oh, if man. you're gonna come out here
1: what did he say uh, uh, something like sam grab a ball yeah i kind of went to get, them when they went to get a ball and yeah. i'm not a big runner um, Sam, run! Oh, sorry, Steve. Um, and then it was—I think the first few passes I gave weren't good, or I think I was looking more at the hookers than Mate, the Steve. The ball was coming panicking. down left. Yeah. It was very intense. Like it was—it's intense. It's was like a really bad dream. Yeah. Um, you know when things are happening and you can't control them. What you and he goes, "Mate, if you're going to come out here, come out prepared." That was brilliant. And I was like, "I'm prepared to do my yeah. job."
0: We should have given. I we should have given you more. We should have given you more, really. Yeah, but
1: it. let's establish that when I say I was saying I was prepared to do my job, I was doing that in my head because yeah. I'm scared of him. Yeah. And I was whiter than Coley. Mate, my you, face... You, you sweat coming off oh. you. I know it was hot yesterday, Oh wait, the sweat. Oh, yeah, the, the sweat, sweat wasn't... It
0: was very, very funny. It was good. But I, I did act... enjoy you under that sort of pressure.
1: But I actually now understand what people say when he's, he's an intense coach because right. I was there going, holy <laughs> shit. This is brutal. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> God. No, that was, yeah. so naturally then um when the session then moved later i avoided at all costs being anywhere near any line outs or <laughs> anything at all um there's a reason no one sees photos of line outs from now on and that's because i'm going nowhere yeah, near, going them, near at them at all though. um look oh what a moment um as scared as i've ever been it
2: was funny
1: yeah I know I've publicly said I'll try and tackle Nadolo to raise the money for Goffy, but um, I'd probably rather do that than have to do another line-out session with yeah. Steve, to be honest, because that was that was quite haunting. Look, that's a nice segue, because I'm very good at these things. The new guys, you mentioned the leaders, guys like Namani, Matt Scott, um, I mean, Kyle Brink, even yeah. from afar. Yeah. Those new guys seem to have brought a lot in terms of a different perspective. Are they guys you count as new leaders in this in this group
0: definitely, definitely. I think um, it's always great to have um, someone coming from a different environment um, t- two things they they have to buy in with our environment and the way we do things um, but at the same time they're good good knowledge good voices to listen to um, they can get some I don't know they just different perspective what they've experienced stuff like that and they're good guys you know and um, excited to see them out on the field um, training with them they're uh, Look good, so yeah, like um Matt Scott's going very well. Obviously, he's um, been here since day dot, so yeah. he was here straight away or so, oh, week later, wasn't he, or something? But anyway, yeah, he's he's gone well. Carl's obviously a little bit off. Um Nems is um massive. Oh. What a unit! Do you know what? If we, if we if 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 um did the, you a flanker gets Alisana? yes, I did.
1: Yeah. Is he is he bigger than Alissana? Jordan reckons here. he is.
0: Yeah, I reckon he is as well. But Alisana was big when he Um I reckon he is slightly bigger. Wouldn't be much in it, actually. I don't know how much Alessandro weighed, actually.
1: He's got nothing on Henry. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Head like a cow.
1: <laughs> I, I want to ask about Blake Ennevar. Because, yes. obviously, yeah. he's Australian. Um, so he's obviously a great bloke. He is a very nice guy, actually. Really he's, nice guy. he's almost too nice. I'm a bit worried about that. I kind of feel like he should be meaner maybe that's just me because um, you're so
0: mean
1: he is a real line out Nors isn't he like he he loves it yeah he loves it who's worse him or Steve
0: I don't, I don't know actually mate I think I, I, I've I don't see um, Blake's sort of just starting to fit in now and he's like you can tell he's a very good line out caller like you can tell the way he calls things and training and stuff and his logic behind it is quite interesting so um I don't know, they'd have to ask Steve that mate, because Steve's pretty knowledge is pretty good, obviously. Very good and yeah. No, yeah. I'd say I think Blake a great addition to the squad again, like, you know, I think he brings Brum Brumby's a very good line out good great lineout, line out um mall team. Um so look, um he's brought some good experience from over there to here and he's just finding his feet, um, and, and understanding how things are done around here a little bit and uh but no, I've been really impressed with him. Long arms on him, isn't he? Jumps well, got long arms, which is always helpful.
1: Do you um do you accept the criticism the line out's had in recent seasons? Do you accept that it's and I'm not saying it's on you. No, 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 um, maybe it is. Maybe I mean, it's Coley's lifting, no, it's who knows?
0: A unit, isn't it? We're all a unit. So like there's no there's no like it was his fault, it's just, it's just like it hasn't worked and that's frustrating. There's detail behind why it hasn't worked, but we all take responsibility in it not working, and it's it's very frustrating when it doesn't. I think the big thing is um, we can't let if it if you miss a throw or miss a line out, we can't let that affect us. And I think we've done that in the past. We've let it rumble on, and it, and the panic comes in a little bit. And um, so another thing we're working on is um, can't can't let it. Um, we can't let one lead into two, but if it does lead into two, we can't let it lead into three, do you know what I mean? And and it all goes a little bit long from there, wrong from there. So I think um the good what I say, the good um the good thing is Steve really tests the plan. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So for example, you're doing a four man line out against nine. Do you know what I mean? You're really stressing the drill, um and stuff like that. And can you still win the ball? Can you still find the hole or or well, limited hole? Um, even like, right, they're throwing here, you're throwing there, go, challenge. And, and it's like, everything has to be spot on to win the ball. So it's, you know what I mean? So he's testing that, which then gives the confidence, I suppose, in some regards and testing when it doesn't go well, you've lost this many balls or whatever it is. And yeah, so it's very, as we said early, alluded to earlier, the training's extremely challenging um, to make the game almost easier in some regards, that like you've sort of done it in training and you've done, stuff um you've worked harder than a game to to then when the game comes it's um you've you've done it and you're more comfortable in it
1: is that the same with the conditioning work you're doing with Allard because that stuff seems to be be done in the same kind of format that you're being put under almost more than game-like stress with Allard is that fair enough
0: yeah I think definitely mate. Like, like anything if you can when mistakes happen is when you're when you're fatigued and you're you're under huge amounts of stress and you're under, um, you know, th- y- 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 you know, you're struggling to move a little bit and your breathing's low the place. So, like, yes, we are definitely um, being put under a lot of stress, probably more stress than a game, um, so that we're more comfortable in a game. And if it does go to that levels, so we're comfortable in those levels as well. So, you know, I think that, yeah, it's it's been very good. Um, as I said, I'm not going to, we'll, we'll obviously make, we'll see more on Saturday but at the same time there's definitely confidence there to take out what we have been doing and have achieved in the last six seven weeks as how long ever it's been um, take some confidence going into the extra game
1: I want to ask you about the Exeter game because we've talked a lot over COVID about training and Allard and Steve and detail and clarity and all that kind of thing but um, the last time I think we spoke to Steve we asked him like what what people can expect from a Tigers team coached by Steve Borthwick and, and the new look coaching team, not just Steve. He, I think his words were, it's a performance we'll be proud of or it's 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 a team that you will see working for every inch. Mm-hmm. He never attaches himself to win or lose because you can't. There is so much unknown, like you say, it goes up and down. But
0: yeah,
1: what, what do you think people can expect this weekend against Exeter, obviously without giving away what we're going to do, but... Um, what is it that people can expect from the team this week? And maybe that's what they haven't seen in the last couple of years. I don't know.
0: I think you what, what we'd like to see in the things we have been working on is that you'll see our and our effort across the board. Um, and we will um, play till the, to the final 80, whatever that is. Um, you know, and that's something we want. Um, I think Steve alluded to it or someone has that. It's a working class city, Leicester. Um, so we want to see our fans want we want them to see that we're working as hard as we can um for them for for each other on the pitch and um that's what we've been working on um and so and no better way to test that in some regards than going to exeter who who are who do go to work and they they go phase after phase and you know you've got to stay in the battle with them um so look that's what i'm hoping you'll see is that we are there to the very end and we're um Putting everything we can on the field, you know, performance, we can go back and whatever the result is, we can go, we gave it absolutely everything, um, which I think could be fair, could have been questioned in the past.
1: I know you won't give away the team
0: for the weekend because
1: mm-hmm. it's not been announced yet, but um, it, would you be able to at least share what do you think? Are we going to see a, a full strength team? Are we going to see a bit of drip feeding? Obviously, as you said, around Matt Scott, he's been here since July first, for example. Not every new recruit has been. So, is there a case of some guys are being managed through, or what? Yeah,
0: I, um... I, I say so. I, um, look, I don't, you know, I know the team, and I don't know the. But you'll see a, a very strong lesser team go out. Um, you'll also see maybe some guys who haven't been here as long and, and need to get the fitness in them, and and you know. Because the worst thing you can do is get someone here and then who have been off, no Amount of how many weeks we've had off, yeah. you've got to get the conditioning back up to the, to the level so that they can go out there and they can perform, but don't break at the same time, you know? And that's quite important. So, look, yeah, I'm excited by the team we've picked. I'm very excited by it. Um, and um, all, all I can say is I've been... I've been so overwhelmed by the, the, the effort the boys have put in. And I know a lot of people have said it and it's easy to say it and all stuff like that, but it really has been, really have shifted a long way, um, which is which is very pleasing.
1: I'm going to give you a little break here because we're we, going we we to have a new section, segment, segment, okay. we'll go segment, where um, club historian, Stuart Farmer, yeah. do you know Stuart? Stuart,
0: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
1: he's going to give us some interesting facts ahead of this weekend's game. So this is Stuart's fun facts. Farmer's fun facts. We need to name things prior to the show, don't I? Organisation, preparation, none part of my plan. Stuart Farmer, club historian, club statistician, I can't say the word, um... First and foremost, I'll get there. I'll get there. Rugby's back. You must be very excited.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, it's the longest we've ever gone between meals that anyone (laughs) can remember. I think, certainly at the Tigers, I think that um, I think the only two longer sequences have been because of world wars uh, between first team matches. So, both the first world war and the second were longer periods of time that we had a really bad severe winter in 1963 and rugby was off for about three three and a half four months but not as long as this but so yeah it's a hell of a long time since uh, that game against Saracens I've already erased it from my memory all those months ago <laughs> and just looking forward to it and it is a brand new chapter in the history of Tigers with the personnel changes the coaching changes I just think it's really exciting it's probably you. You might be able to dig this one out. and putting you on the spot,
1: but there's probably never been as many changes from a one round to another in terms of a
2: 23. It'll be interesting. I haven't. I'm not <laughs> privy to the team like you are. This is, this is being recorded on the Thursday. <laughs> it's not been announced yet, so I'll have to wait with bated breath to see what the uh, what, how many of the new guys figure. But yeah, it, it's going to have to be up there. It'll be like a, the start of a new season, um, as we've had in the past, and we've had a few. Personnel changes between seasons in professionalism in the in later years, so yeah um come next week, we'll have some stats for you on that one i'm sh- I'm sure we'll check on that one next week.
1: I want to ask you about Exeter because there are opponents. Mm-hmm. What can you give me in terms of a uh, a fun fact
2: yeah um I suppose really we have been playing Exeter since eighteen ninety nine our first trip down to the city the fair old city in Devon there was in 1899 at the old county ground. And that was a ground which had a speedway track around the outside of it for any of the old, older Tigers members that to uh, pre-Sandy Park. And, it, and they were playing in it, up in that uh, venue, right up until uh, they moved to Sandy Park, uh, about 2007, 8, somewhere around that particular period. And I remember fondly going down there for a cup tie and sitting next to Blevin Jones from Radio Leicester uh, in On a filthy Christmas time, uh, cup time, I mean filthy, it was completely submerged, it was the old amateur days, the pitch was a morass, it was muddy, and of all things, kicking off at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, uh, halfway through the first half, the floodlights failed. You could <laughs> not see anything on the pitch. Brilliant. The players, because of all the mud, you couldn't tell them apart anyway. I, I sat next to Bledin when he was doing his live Radio Leicester piece and he managed to commentate for 10 minutes, saying virtually nothing because he couldn't identify none of the players or anything that was going on. It was quite an amazing piece of audio. Uh, so if Radio Leicester have got that, it'd be wonderful to hear them dig that one up one of these days. But uh, yeah, I've got fond memories for some trips down there. Not, fond, not so fond ones lately, but that's yeah. all going to change.
1: Hopefully, yes. Well, that's the plan. What about the history of Tigers versus Exeter?
2: What can yeah. you tell me about that? Yeah, really interesting one. It, it, it was the third leg. When Tigers used to go on an Easter tour um, between the mid-1930s to the end of the 1960s, every year there'd be a three-game Easter tour, uh, down, usually down to the southwest. And uh, it was a very regimented time. On Easter Saturday, they would always play away to Bristol. Easter Monday, it would be Plymouth Albion away. And Easter Tuesday would be Exeter away. There was a couple of times Bath got thrown into the mix there. And they they substitute for Exeter a couple of times. And I think once we played Exeter on the Easter Monday. But yeah, we had 30 years worth of uh, visiting the old county ground. And I think some of the old stories that the boys used to tell me uh, on those trips how they actually turned out on the Tuesday following three solid days of drinking in the amateur days, (laughs) I really don't know. But the record down there is creditable considering probably not many of them can remember anything about any of the games. Uh, But yeah, so we've got a rich history of going and playing them down there. When the Easter tours uh, ceased really late sixties, early seventies, then, um, we had to wait to draw them in the cup because, of course, when the leagues got, first got introduced in 87-88 in England, Exeter were a third division team. So um, we never played them in the leagues until they came into the premiership in 2010. And so we just had to wait to see whether we'd draw them in the knockout cup. And, and a few times we did. And uh, uh, we, had some, we had some good trips. It's only the last decade that we've played them twice a season. We used to play them twice a season for a few seasons at the turn of the... 19th century but uh, that didn't last so yeah it's the first time really we've we've had an enduring set of matches against uh, Exeter
1: Well I'm stealing this from your official stat sheet but I believe the club's met 61 times um, and we do have the record 38 to 19 with a couple of draws thrown in so (laughs) while I think it's the last four in Prem Rugby we haven't beaten them, we do do have a a decent uh, lead so we can always fall back on that if we have to yeah,
2: yeah we could i mean 11 of those 19 extra exits of victories have been in the last decade so wow yeah i think they've had the ascendancy in the last few years but again you know records are there to be broken and uh, be nice it's rare for us to go into sort of ties as as underdogs it's still a new yes. thing for us but um we'll cope with that and i yeah you know, i'm pretty confident we can do well at the weekend
1: Talk about a record. I believe our fearless leader, Tom Youngs, he's, he's odds-on to start at Hooker. We'll see how we go. I'm not picking the team, but I don't know. But um, he holds a record
2: against Exeter, if I'm correct. Yeah, he does. No one's turned out against Exeter more times than Tom. He's already played 15 times against the Chiefs in the, in the last few years. So, uh, yeah, he, he, if he does start or if he does play it and take any part, he'll just be adding to that. Um, and if he, that if he does
1: start, Stuart, I think uh, there's another milestone on the cards.
2: Yeah, it'll be 150th time that he's run out uh, starting in the Tigers team. So, yeah, he's halfway towards his next cap, I suppose. Um, but, I mean, interestingly, a lot, what a lot of people might have forgotten is that his first six starts for Tigers, way back in 2006 to 2008, that period, of course, they was they was a centre. So. He started two games at outside centre and then he even switched for his next four games to an inside centre. So it shows you how good his hands are uh, to be able to hold out you know, those kinds of positions uh, going all the way back. So it's pretty rare. I don't, think, I don't recall anybody else um, having six starts as a centre and then uh, all the rest as a hooker. Uh, it's quite a, it is certainly rare. Rare in any kind of rugby, I guess, because that transition It's not a route you normally find.
1: No, no. And as a final point, Stuart, I have set you some homework for next week, haven't I? Which is, I think we're pretty safe bet here that even if Dan Cole plays, he's not going to score a try because Coley doesn't score them. But that will make him 95 games without a try. So for next week, we want to know who
2: holds the record for the most because Coley's chasing them down. Yeah, well, certainly 100 games without scoring a try is, is an achievement of fashion. Of fa- He'll, of course, tell you he was the assist on dozens and dozens and dozens of them. And yeah, that's so I think he usual. claims every
1: pushover try. So
2: Yeah, yeah, that's usual for a prop. But obviously, yeah. he doesn't shout loud enough because nobody's given him one of those. So, uh, <laughs> he's going to have to be a bit more dominant off the pitch. Um, yes, yes. Because yes. we all know he is on the pitch. So, uh, he's just too nice a guy off the pitch. And that's I think that's the problem with it. But either way, yeah, I'll look that one up. But I don't think, off, from the top of my head, I don't think he's anywhere near the record. But yep. uh, but he'll be in the top seven, eight. I would have thought already. Um, a, a dubious kind of record, I don't know. But uh, we'll clutch we'll at any straw we can. I think.
1: Absolutely. All right, Stuart. I appreciate it, and we'll talk again next week. Absolute
2: pleasure, there, son.
1: That's farmers' fun facts. Farmers' fun fact: you are all over that farmer. Yeah, I am, mate. He's, he's got some serious stats. He has, yeah. yeah, he's um he's pretty. Key. He loves it, mate. Yeah. I'd love a conversation between him and Steve <laughs> on, on numbers in fact. Um Tom, this is the exciting part because we move in now into the section last week where you got a little bit of stuff thrown at you when I threw some banter your way and you you decided to challenge me this week and I embarrassed you in front of your team.
0: Hang on, who got embarrassed this week? <laughs> who got embarrassed this week, Sam? <laughs>
1: When you tried you to stand up field, to man. me.
0: Be ready. <laughs>
1: so, but all seriousness, Tom, mm-hmm. when you do come into the podcast room, be prepared. Um, so be prepared. So it's hot, isn't it? God. This yeah. is where we bring the fat club to lose some weight. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Not um, many fat boys, though. There is, um, everyone's in pretty good nick. Pretty good nick, to be fair. Pretty good nick. I think that's, that's why I'm in the room. Um, yeah, with this, be honest, we need to get you on some... I did say this to you yesterday, didn't I? Yeah, we're going to talk about that today. We need to get you on a little fitness, (laughs) little... We need to get you on a... Allard keeps threatening that he's going. Mate, I feel for Ellie, mate. Jesus.
1: Chill out. (laughs) Chill out. Um, I'm a shining example of health. Um, (laughs) This is our favourite section of the week. The 10 terribly cliché questions. Which
0: apparently I'm cliche as ever.
1: You are, you are. You stand in front of the mirror thinking about them. Look, the... Now people think that about you. Um, So you you know the rules? I don't know the rules. Okay, well that's even better. I don't have
0: any time to think of the answer.
1: That's the rule. That's the only rule. And obviously the more cliche the answer, the better the question. If that makes sense. Because it doesn't to me. Tom, who's the biggest influence on your career?
0: Um, At Leicester... I'd probably go with Coley, uh, Richcock, because I had him from academy days into first team look. And, uh, yeah, he um, he was a good coach and good bloke. Um, and, uh, yeah, probably delivered some of that hardness.
1: What about your best moment in a Tigers shirt?
0: Good question. Um, I think when we beat Montpellier away from home, I can't remember, in European forget the year sam sorry um but basically yeah we we went there and um we weren't meant to win and, and we ended up winning um that was yeah and then obviously um winning the um premiership 2013 against saints that was a massive highlight
1: um don't do what Coley did last week and not talking to the microphone
0: i'm not talking into it no you're talking into your hand i'm oh, sorry did everyone hear that or not
1: Something about Montpellier sounded boring. Yeah, um, it was pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> worst... And I know who your roommate usually is, but who's the worst roommate on an away trip you've ever
0: had? Um, do, I, uh, do you know what I am I'm not... What Snoring doesn't bother me. No. So I'll, it doesn't really bother me. Um, look, I, I haven't really had a bad roommate. Messiness is probably one thing which probably... Does my head in a little bit. Um, but no, I haven't really had Boris is interesting, I think Coley said it last week. Yeah. Boris is pretty interesting to room with, but good bloke.
1: Have you ever roomed with your brother on a trip? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I imagine he's quite messy. Uh
0: yeah, a little bit. Not too bad. He's got better. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think who else Coley I've roomed with a lot. Um No, no, mate, all good. All good to be fair.
1: Who's the funniest ever? Tigers teammate you've had
0: and why oh god Fraser Balmain really? yeah why Um, he's got some very good stories which I can't no, 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 yeah no, 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 no. I can't yeah. go down those routes but he'd always have a good right along yeah a good Monday you. morning story yeah, from I the don't weekend know, so I yeah don't know.
1: Uh, favourite away venue you don't have to say why either you can just say it Northampton but now I want to know why.
0: Because um it's just a very challenging place to go, isn't, yeah, it? You it, is, know? isn't it? So um
1: This is controversial, but actually I do quite like their ground.
0: Oh it's a nice ground, yeah. Right? I yeah, like Gardens. Yeah. it's yeah. a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Plus you get home quick. <laughs> um who's the most passionate tiger you've ever played with?
0: There's no end of them, to be fair. I think. I, I don't I think anyone who's been here long time is very passionate so um you know go the Deacon boys Geordie um Coser, right through to brother Cole you know yeah Cam Green you know what I mean there's there's Charlie Clare you know they've gone and come back but they're still very passionate about the place um so that's a hard one I think there's a lot of guys who um do a Adore the place and, and, um, yeah, want to do it justice. Brett Deakin's a good call. Yeah, he's nuts. Lewis and Brett, a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: Scary. Um, You can't say centre either on this one, but which position other than your own would you like to have had a crack at?
0: Um, Flanker or eight. Yeah, I'd like to have a crack at that. Well, you, sorry, I didn't realise I had to do it on the my physique right now. I thought I could be moulded into. No, that's fair enough. Yes, I would... Well, well, be made taller. How's that going to be? It'll be me? nice, Sam. I've lost two centimetres, mate, since I was the age of 18. So, really? Yeah, I'm not a man who can afford to lose that either, yeah. But if you keep adding those blonde tips,
1: you might get back up yeah, there. Mate, so. I've got strong hair, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you could make a rule change to the game, what would it be? And I would caution you here. That if there is some young people listening, punching people in the face should not be a rule change that you would like.
0: Okay. Um, I wouldn't say I'd like to do that, Sam. Um, <laughs> although if someone's woohooing in your face, I think, like a game on. Um, uh, probably the that the the more one, you know, when you get held up and then um, tackle held up and it's going forward and then it's like they hold you up and then it's their ball scrum, but... I know, mate, there's so many rules in rugby, isn't there? Like, oh. you know, they try and fiddle with it the whole time. Um, so I don't know. Super I bad. haven't got the brain, mate, to think what rule to change. Like, do you know what I mean? No. You know. For carry on, mate, we probably have no rugby anyway, so because mm.
1: too know. much blonde eye seeping through your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, not letting that one go. Yeah. Um I think I know the answer to this, but after your career, what what is it that you'll be doing? <laughs>
0: that's pretty pretty easy i'm very lucky to be able to um go go and do something which i love um outside of rugby is farming so you know that's that's i'm very a lot lot of guys don't know what they're gonna do and um that's quite a scary thought for a lot of them but um i'm lucky that i have an opportunity to go back to the family farm and and uh and and take that over so and that's what i'll be doing and um i'll be out of dodge and but yeah, in Norfolk and uh, enjoying life there.
1: I'm excited to ask your brother that question because I don't think oh, he no knows, one. does he? No.
0: He's, he 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 always says I'll fluke it and win the lottery.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he but he will, will oh,
0: yeah, I, I mean, he's he's now starting to think about what that is going to be look, look like. Which he's, he's getting old. Well, getting yeah. old man now, isn't he? He's thirty one yeah. in September.
1: Well, by all reports, his international career should be over because he's near the thirty. Don't you love that when you like, oh. you hit thirty?
0: Like it's just like
1: you're done. To be honest, mate, I actually don't know. I'm not 30. You're it's not. Oh, you really point not? that out, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Just clear that up.
0: No, it is literally, isn't it? Like, just because you're like that age, you're done. Mm. You know. Amazing, isn't it? Coley had one. The, wo- the world we live in now, stuff. that is, isn't it? Oh, move on. You're I done. I might
1: be speaking out of turn, but Coley had one the other day in a press session. He, he might cast, have told me about this. Go um, on. Something about, like, you... Father Time is catching up or something like that. Father Time. And, um...
0: Come and watch us train, mate. He, uh, and then judge us. <laughs> but he said
1: something like, oh, mate, I've been an old man for 14 years. Like and it <laughs> To be fair, mate, like, he's
0: one man who's not going to age, is he? Like from no, now to 60, he's going he yeah. to look the same.
1: Mm. Lucky, He's not going to look any better. He couldn't get away with your body. No, it's, it's quite
0: funny. Like um, when people do say like, oh, you're 30 now, you know, blah, blah, like 33, I haven't missed the session yet. So, you know and you got blonde hair very very blonde hair it's getting i've got a tan on me at the moment beach last week you see
1: my favorite question of the of the group um what's the worst question you've been asked during your career i don't know if you heard Colly's answer but he was prepared for that one he he was ready to roll what did he say he said, "I." He, had someone who basically read him everything they wanted to say in the story and asked him if he agreed or not. And he said, yeah, no, I agree with all that. And they basically then quoted him.
0: He yeah. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> <it> was <laughs> filthy. I don't have a memory to remember. I'll tell you what I hate. And you know I hate it is when I have to read something, like a script, because I, I, people out there, I'm so bad. I'm very dyslexic. Extremely dyslexic. So when you see me, Doing a thing, which you can tell is probably been, I've had to read, it's probably taken me nine attempts to do it. Yeah. And I get pretty angry, Sam, don't I? You
1: do. yeah. yeah. Tom, it's been, a, it's been a brutal couple of months and people have left. You, you've obviously been at the forefront as a captain of the team. But I, I wanted to, I thought about asking this during our conversation, but I thought it might be a nice point to end on. What is there to be positive about now? at Leicester Tigers because there's been a lot of crap for a lot, a lot of months. Yeah. There's been a lot of poor performances, as we've yeah. said, poor finishes. But now looking forward and 48 hours from a game again after 160-odd days and, um, you know, bright blonde hair, What what is there that you think now, you know what, really? And it, not, not that cliche stuff that we've heard, not that all no, that. No. What, what is it that you think, you know, actually, there's a lot to be excited about. What What is it and why?
0: I love the new the setup, the coaching setup. I think that will deliver. I think Steve is a perfect fit for Leicester Tigers. I think that's the key there. I think he's played against Leicester Tigers. He knows how what what a Leicester Tigers team should be, what it should look like, how it should perform, how it should deliver itself, um, set piece and all that bits and bobs. So that that for me is is the key. Um, and then you bring Alad alongside that, who will then tie in. The fitness side to the rugby, into the rugby, um, and then with those other the other coaches all alongside, I think it's a great team which will then unlock more of this squad. Because let's be honest, we've got a fantastic squad, mm. even with the guys who've, who've who've moved on. Like we've got a fantastic squad with names to come in yeah. over time, um, you know, and and you know to unlock more. So I just feel like there's a whole having been here a long time, there's a whole fresh approach to the whole place. Um, And as I said earlier, like, you know, something this big, Leicester Tigers, stays, only stays bad for a a certain amount of time. Um, I think, would we like it done sooner? 100%. We wouldn't want to go through what we've been through as as fans, as players, as staff, but we have. Um, But what, what we got now set up wise look as I said we'll find out more on Saturday but I'm still very calm if we go and lose on Saturday you know it's not there's so much here so much good which is it's, it's only going to unlock more and more and the group's going to get better and better bring it on eh look forward to it
1: bring on the rugby oh
0: god bring on the soreness
1: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> now looking forward to it
1: I just, I'm just, i looking forward to next week's session, line-out Yeah, line-out. You're session. going to be out there ready. you got no idea. I'm yeah. going to bring my own ladder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nicking Balls off Steve yeah. just fell yeah, jump up. Oh. Oh. That'd, That'd be brilliant. Yeah. I might give him a
1: ring. Yeah. yeah. See what he says. Thank no.
0: you, Tom. No worries. Cheers. Cheers.